and welcome again to Podcast in the Woods. As always, I am your host, Boomer, and joining me again is my co-host, Gabby. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Uh, been a long week. <laughs> Work has been has been super crazy this week, so I just kept getting caught up with all kinds of stuff, and I am glad that it's Friday. It, it seemed like it's it's been a long time coming, but I made it. I made it's it Friday the thirteenth. And... By the way, we have not talked about that at all. Oh my it's god! Friday the thirteenth. It is. <laughs> I didn't even know it was Friday the thirteenth. That's funny. I can't believe that because normally every time that it's Friday the thirteenth, I see fifty million things on Twitter uh, about Happy Friday the thirteenth and stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe there is. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention today. But uh, I. That's that's crazy. I cannot believe I missed that. Friday I, the thirteenth is my best friend's favorite day. So hi, Chrissy. I love you. Oh, that's awesome. Hi, Chrissy. Why? Because of the movies, or just because it's a weird day? I don't know. I'm sure she's told me before, but I don't know. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm having a margarita, right? Hmm. Yeah. I I don't know why, but I've been on a like margarita kick here lately so i've had i've had several not today i've had several today this is this is my second yeah this is my second one so i'm 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 good i'll behave but yeah for the last three or four days i was just like margarita sounds good so yes i did the house the screams horror podcast last night i got to talk uh about a movie I'll, i'll i'll mention here in just a little bit but my first time on the show, and as anybody out there, and I'm sure that if you listen to my show, a good portion of you probably listen to theirs as well. So you know how they do things. They have six, seven, eight, nine, just depending on the day hosts. And I was super nervous uh, about going on the show, whether I was going to mess things up. Or, and a lot of times they come at the topics that they have in a very intellectual way. And I don't most of the time I and I you guys know me I'm like oh this movie is great or yeah you know this movie made me feel this because for me watching these films is all about the experience and a lot of times I don't get into the subtext and there's times I didn't and in particular we're going to talk about today I've dived into it just a little bit touched on it a little bit but for the most part I'm I'm just very surface level when it comes to my films as far as the experience, but I enjoy the aesthetics and stuff like that. But anyway, so I'd had uh, three or four margaritas before I got on there. <laughs> I continued to drink and then ran out of my margarita mix. So I switched to whiskey <laughs> halfway through the show. <laughs> and it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a miracle that I made it through that. Did. Are you having anything this evening? uh vodka soda nice yeah we we haven't even talked about your favorite drink I, when ian came on I, I asked him what is so is that is that your favorite is that your go-to drink um i i think i only yeah pretty much i only drink vodka sodas or champagne i like a dry champagne if i'm having dinner i might have a glass of chardonnay but um i like champagne and i like vodka sodas Okay. Tonight is peach pear LaCroix, if you're curious. Oh, nice. Anyway, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and dive into our film for the day. We are going to be talking about One Missed 
call. Uh, this was my pick this week, and I really, really dig this film. This was directed by the incomparable Takashi Miike, and you're you're not very familiar with his work, right? Was this uh, is this? Uh, it might be, but I don't know who made what. I okay. I might have seen several of his movies, and I just don't know. Okay, well, Mike is notorious for being extremely violent uh, and weird. Uh, his and no, are... you know I don't like a violent <laughs> so, thing. So yeah, there's stuff like Audition, which is uh, many. I loved Audition. Everybody loved Audition. Yeah. That was right, fantastic. Right. I mean, that it's... was super violent, but I mean, did we put that on the schedule? That's I don't think so. I don't, Didn't we? I don't, I don't think we have it on here. No. Oh. No. We, well, I, I'm sure we'll we will get to it at some point because yeah, I love Nikkei and I do love audition. It's a it's a brilliant film. But yeah. So that is his best known film, the one that he gets you know the most credit for. And again, that, that's it, it. It's a masterpiece. It's it's really really good. But he has other stuff versus to uh, what is it? Uh, Ichi the Killer. Ichi the Killer is so crazy. It is never just saw absolutely that. Crazy. And, and I, I'm not surprised by that because it is, it is <laughs> it's pretty messed up. So if Audition is his masterpiece, then One Missed Call is kind of Mike's most approachable film. It's his most, one of his most straightforward films. And during this time, I, One Missed Call came out in 2003. So this was kind of right in the sweet spot of the Asian horror boom. And so I know this was kind of a studio flip because Mike does, he bounces back and forth. He goes from making something for himself and then making something for the studios. But what I like about this is even though it is an Asian ghost story and it seems kind of traditional for the most part, he kind of, he kind of puts his own spin on this one. And I think it's just it's just unique enough to feel fresh. And so, you know me, I, I'm a huge, and everybody that knows me knows that I am a huge, huge Asian horror fan. And everybody knows my story. Everybody knows how I came into it with, with Ringu and, and that I was just kind of sucked into it from, from then on. And I just had to get my hands on as much as I could. And I watched dozens of films after that. And it became my absolute favorite, I don't know if you could call it that, but subgenre. I love Asian horror, uh, probably more even than I, I like American films, just because I, I love their unique take on things. I love the, uh, the nihilistic mindset that they come to things. I mean, basically, you don't get a whole lot of happy endings with Have you ever Asian been to Asia? Films. I've never been. I've, I've never been. I haven't either. Uh, one of these days. They seem really these... sad. I know. <laughs> if all of these movies are any indication, they need a trip to Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's not, there's not a, a lot of happy, happy in their that, lives. Oh, they probably do. They they probably maybe I need more happy in my life. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but how did how did you how did you come into into Asian horror? How did you discover this, and, and how did you become a fan of the genre? Um, I moved to a new town when I was 23 
I think right after I turned 23 and um, I didn't have any friends. So every Saturday morning I would wake up and we had three video stores in town. Blockbuster was one of them. So I would wake up on Saturday morning, I would do my grocery shopping and then I would go to the video stores and I would just rent as many movies as I could. And at Blockbuster, I started running out of horror movies. So I was going up and down. Do you not miss walking up and down the aisles? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just even talking about it, it makes my heart warm. Like I miss the experience of going out and renting a movie. Like it's not the same with streaming and it makes me sad sometimes when I think about it. But anyway, um, so I was just going up and down the aisles and I was like, I guess I don't have to watch horror this weekend. Like whatever pops up that looks good. And that's how I ended up in the foreign film section and the eye. I have a story about the eye, but it's too long. I'm not going to get into it right now. But um, I was like, oh, well, I should watch this. And I did. And I was like almost sick to my stomach. I was so scared. And the eye's pretty subtle. You know, yeah. it's not it's not in your face like a lot of other ones and I was that was it and my roommate that I had at the time was so awful and she was super pretentious and she used to make me watch all these French films that were terrible but I learned from that that like when I picked up the eye I was like oh well I can watch subtitles I watch them all the time with her dumbass movies so and it turns out that French horror is actually pretty good oh yeah but she didn't watch horror films. She watched the weird ones. But oh, she, um, she watched all the art house French films. Garbage. Um, <laughs> no offense, France. But um, yeah, I watched The Eye and that was it. So then as soon as I saw that, every time I went back to Blockbuster, it was like, they actually got to a point that they were like, hey, we got a new one. And I mean, I have so much love for The Eye, but um, my favorite is A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I love a tale of two sisters. Yeah. So that's and that's 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 a perfect segue for for what I was going to ask you next. So Tale of Two Sisters is a brilliant Korean film. And so Japan was leading the wave. Yeah, you had audition Ringo Tetsuo, the Iron Man. I mean, you, you want to go go back and to a film that I've I've talked about before that not a whole lot of um People had seen it from Kiyoshi Kurosawa was Sweet Home, and I love Sweet Home. I've never heard of that. I know it's it, it's it's out of print here in in America. I have an old 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 DVD from back in the day that I got a, at a flea market that wow. I, I still have. Yeah, but they do. I I I'm pretty sure that they also have it for free on YouTube. So if oh. anybody out there is interested in seeing Sweet Home, and you should, because it's ridiculously good. It's basically a Japanese take on a ghost story with a Sam Raimi spin from the use of shadows and camera angles and all kinds of things. It's, hmm. it's really, really interesting and amazing. But okay. Japan led the wave. And then not too long after that, Korea picked up on it and just ran with the ball and put out some absolutely amazing horror. So out of the two Titans, because those are the two leading ones, now you have 
every every country has their own thing. You got uh, awesome stuff from Malaysia and Taiwan, Singapore, China has has some really neat stuff as well. But the two the two basic titans of Asian horror are Japan and Korea. So which one of those which out of those two countries, which which one is your favorite? Korea. I cannot decide. It's so hard for me. It's so hard. I, I, I'll have to go with Japan. I have to. I have to do it because I predicted that. I predicted we would be different on that. Two out of the top three films in Asian horror is Ringu and uh, Juwon. So mm. I have to go with that. But I mean, like you said, there's uh, a tale of two sisters. I don't know if you've ever seen one called uh, uh, what is it? how I and I, I have such a hard time pronouncing this one, but it's. Uh, Bunshin Sabah or Bunshin Sabah. I don't know. I can't, it's, no it's idea. Me, but translated witchboard, but okay. it's it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And I, I I thought it for a long time I thought it was a Thai horror, but it's not. It's it is actually it's Korean and it's it's so good. It's really, really, really scary. It's it's close. It's close, but yeah, I'd have to give the edge to Japan. At this film, one Miss Cole was a, uh, it was a first time watch for you, which excited me to no end. I was so happy uh, that you I had not seen I was dreading because I saw the American version, <laughs> which was garbage. Yeah, we weren't going to mention the American version. <laughs> but yes, this, of course, America hopped on the bandwagon ever since. And Ring ruined made, it. Right. Ever since Ring and... Uh, Juan or The Grudge, uh, sorry, they didn't call it Juan, but uh, ever since The Ring and The Grudge made all the money at the box office, then they found, they got their hands on everything that they could and just started remaking everything. And most of it was absolutely terrible. Terrible. The uh, B.I. Yeah. I mean. With God. Jessica Alba. <laughs> you know, they had the Shame. eye, they had pulse, pulse. Pulse actually insulted me. I was angry. I, I was, was so pissed. I was watching it and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't remember much of it. I remember that I liked it. And then I yeah. watched Pulse and I was like, no. It's completely, completely different. Yeah, because Cairo is so subtle. And you know, so fresh out of college, you don't yeah, have any yeah. money. And it's no. like you rent a movie and it's terrible and you're like, Fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> you just took my money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I kept I I kept renting them, but I, I did like bringing the grudge, not as much as I like the originals, but I liked them. And so I kept renting, yes, I, falling for these these other remakes. And they just never were able to catch that lightning in the bottle again. It was just all just complete shit. But First time watch. I'm I'm interested because I'll I'll get into some of my some of my experiences. But as just as a viewing experience, how was how was your first time watch with this one? It's going you to cloud my judgment about this movie. You you've actually seen this before. You forgot about it. No, no, <laughs> okay. I really hadn't ever seen this before. I promise. Um, I don't like a long ass movie, and this movie was too damn long. Even breaking it up into different viewings it was it was too damn long I the first hour could have been condensed down into 45 or 40 minutes to me personally but it was I mean especially toward the end the tension was so good and yeah. you had no idea what was going to happen and I jumped a couple times but the first hour 
I mean, we get it. People's cell phones ring. We don't have to have five people's cell phones ring. We could have had one or two, and then you could have told us the story. And I, I really liked Yumi as a character, but I live in the age of Paw Patrol. Do you watch, have you ever had to watch Paw Patrol with your kids? No. Okay, no, there's a character on Paw Patrol named Farmer Yumi. So anytime Leather Blazer said Yumi, I would just, in my head, I was like, oh, Farmer Yumi. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a bad association. <laughs> terrible. Um, but other other than Yumi, I, I, the twist, my God. Yeah. That was insane. I did not see that coming at all. And I liked it. Yeah, we get it. We get two really, really good twists in, in this film. And I can kind of see, I, I can see where you're coming, coming from about the length of, of this What's film. What's your second twist? I only have the one. It's, a, it's wait, in my notes. Should we not say it now? Yeah, let's let's okay. let's wait until okay. 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 So yes, let's 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 wait until we, we dive into the plot now. I, but I'll tell you what. So this film starts off kind of derivative. If you've seen you know The Ring and Juan, uh, and you know a lot of those other films, this feels kind of derivative, kind of like we're treading the same paths. But yeah. don't get me wrong. The hair. Don't get me the wrong. hair. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know that's a big cultural thing. I mean, that's how their ghosts are. I mean, if you watch our movies, you know our ghost movies, a lot of them are the same thing as well. It's just it just yeah, depends on, but your, it, on your culture. It's still the way that it comes out, I should say. Right. It's always the same. Yes. Yeah. And I and I get that. I get that. And but the thing is, is it doesn't take me out of it. And I understand that I am a little bit biased when it comes to that because I love, I love these things. Even if I've seen 10 films that are the same type of ghost treading kind of along the same lines where it's a fear of technology or whether it's you know abuse or something like that we're we're trying the same things it does not bother me and i still love it watching this the first time i'm like okay you know i've i've, I've seen this i've seen this before but i'm i'm enjoying it it's it's kind of warm and comforting but then we get to that last act and this thing just completely yanked the, ah, the rug I mean, out from under I me i mean come on right yeah. I had, I was, I was blown away. I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here, Mike. That's, that's amazing. And like I said, I think it's because this was a studio film for him. So he had all this pressure on him to make this goddamn Japanese ghost story the way that they, the studio wanted to. And so he got all that out of the way. And it was still a good one. It was still a well-done film. But at the end, he's like, okay, I'm putting my fucking stamp on this film. And the ending of this thing is the best part of this whole movie. It's 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 so good, you know. Right from the very beginning, I told you I don't I don't do deep dives, but it's it's pretty obvious what the theme of this film. It spells it out for you. It's 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 trauma. It's it's all about the trauma and the lasting effects that it it has on you. And you you kind of get it subtly at the very beginning when Yumi is talking with her group of friends and that conversation that they're having where she does not like to look look in things but later i mean you you're basically getting that thing just smashed in your face of Which, you by know by, way, by all the ghosts a peephole is scary yes you never know what you're gonna find in a peephole i mean that's creepy 
yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do that either. I mean, if it's my door, that's one thing, but yeah, just random, random things. I'm not, I'm not looking into because I've seen, I've seen all the horror door. Films. I'm not looking in it. I've never looked in it. I've lived here for seven years. Really? Never once. Mm -mm. Nope. No, I'm a horror fan. Nope. <laughs> you never know what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. Well, did you, did you view the, this movie through that lens of the theme that they were trying to set up the theme of trauma and the theme that, you know, trauma begets trauma, or did you kind of just well, watch yeah, it? Well, yeah, I mean, as a woman, I mean, this movie centers around daughters' relationships with their mothers. I mean, you can't help but relate to that. And right. especially if you've had a rough relationship with your mother, I, I, I get you me. I I don't get because because of you know the the ending, but yeah, I mean I get it. And so you you do feel pretty sympathetic. I don't think you, I, I I don't think you can help it. Yeah. Now we get like I said that uh, that opening opening dinner scene. And I'm 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 with you. You know I I really really like the character of Yumi. And I love. She's you know, beautiful. Oh by yes. the way. I mean, there were a few scenes that, like, she would look at, like, look at something, and it would be like a full out of her face, and it's like, oh, my God, you're breathtaking. Yes. Anyway. No, she. Yeah, she is absolutely stunning. Alexa, I, I completely, I, I identified with with her, and I love when they give you tragic characters like that. When there's, when there is. A little bit of depth that's that's built into them. So yeah, I I really I really dug that, and I understood you know how they were trying to tie those things together, and I, I enjoyed that. I I really did. Of course, when I first watched this, I was what 19, 20, however old I you know however old I was, and I just seen it as as this fun ghost story. But as you get older, you you kind of notice these things and kind of pick up and relate to them more because I certainly relate to the 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 trauma aspect. Yeah. Of, of these movies the more as, as as i go along but you know like i said they have the uh the the opening opening dinner scene or opening lunch scene and then yumi and her friend that meal looked delicious by the way oh my goodness yeah <laughs> i mean the whole time i was watching it i was like wait what do you have what's in that thing <laughs> like <laughs> i know that's like the two things that's crazy like whenever i'm watching a movie whenever they're eating something like it makes me hungry or when they're smoking, it just makes me want to smoke. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you get you get like a, a cop story or, or something like that. And they're always like this grizzled cop and he's always smoking or something like that. I'm like, oh, the detective really in this movie? That scene yeah. that he's smoking in one hand and eating in the other? <laughs> Fucking ew. That's disgusting. <laughs> You're not tasting that food. <laughs> no. God. That grossed me out i know it's that that's just that's weird but i get what they're doing well i don't know and he probably maybe he just does that in real life but you know he's a he's, I he's hope a guy. not <laughs> no but i don't know maybe that's their i don't know anyway, yeah i have no i have no idea either but may, maybe they're just trying to show that he's, he's busy and he's he's you know dedicated he's obsessed. so busy that he can't put his cigarette out to take a bite i mean honestly he, He's on the case. <laughs> uh, but 
I love the uh, the ringtone in this. That it's just it's so so creepy. Yes, and it this sticks is... with you. It's been stuck in my. I had to watch. I started this on. no last thursday nine <laughs> days ago or eight <laughs> days ago i started this eight days this the ringtone has been stuck in my head for over a week it's incredible uh i know when oh good when this was when this was really really popular I, there were a number of people that had that ringtone but i don't know it's a flip phone no because i, I hated flip phone so yes we get all the flip phones in this uh in this movie the charms hanging off the antenna okay so i never did the charms of course but wow. i hated flip phones uh i would never go back to a flip phone because i hated the it you know trying to text somebody just would take you five minutes to send out a text yeah but we were in our early 20s back then i mean like how satisfying was it to get pissed off and just clip like hang up okay. on them and flip your phone shut and oh I miss that. There's no satisfaction <laughs> in that anymore. Now you just press sure. end. Yeah, well, that's, that's the that you're mad. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they could hear the click. If I don't, I don't mean I don't remember. I don't, I don't know if they could either, but you felt it. Yeah, well, it was satisfying for you. It was at least satisfying for you, but. I would much rather have, I would much rather have my internet, my, uh, my YouTube on my phone than, than be able to hang up on somebody aggressively. I like hanging up on people aggressively. <laughs> Just hit the, hit the end button super hard. And I do, what was Thank that? You. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they're in the, they're in the, the restroom and you get that. Oh, it's a, such an amazing amazing ringtone and it's so creepy like you don't even have a reason yet to be creeped out by this but that just that that tune there's just something just so it's so innocent off-putting in the context of knowing that this is not going to be innocent it's it's almost violating i i have to ask so very first thing i mean we're 10 minutes in and or five minutes in however however long we're at very beginning of the movie but Nothing, nothing bad has happened yet, but still you get a message that's apparently from the future and you're taking that seriously, right? I mean, I, I probably am. I don't know, like, I have never gotten a message that says, okay, it's from two days in the future. So regardless of whether and I believe- And it's my it voice? Not, yes. Oh, I'm peeing and puking and dying. I mean- what else are you going to do? Yeah. It's, it's Yoko time was to... a little too like, yeah, whatever about it. Like, I hope that internally she was freaking out, but she didn't seem to be. No, she seemed to be, she seemed to be quite fine with that. And yeah, just everybody at the dinner table is listening to it. It's no big deal. But for me, yeah, I'm like, okay, it's time for the exorcisms right now. I, this is, this is just, it's so, it's so weird. Speaking and, of when they were back at the table, I have a question for you. Okay was when the the guy at the table when he was talking about going to the cabin or whatever and he was getting everybody's number mm -hmm. was that a bit of a red herring to you I thought that through the entire movie I kept thinking that it, something was going to tie back to them all ending up at this cabin and it never no. happened right 
No, it was the only reason that that was there was so that they could exchange numbers and that now the the cursed the cursed phone has everybody's phone numbers now and it could just okay. start like a digital chain letter going from person to person and i didn't pick that up honestly maybe i'm just not maybe i'm just not smart enough but i didn't i didn't think anything of it i, I took that basically at, at face value i knew that this is a cursed basically a, a, a cursed phone movie so i'm like okay you know that, that that's the reason why we're doing this is, is so everybody is Everybody here at the table is getting fucked up. I didn't. I didn't think that that was that was going anywhere. But like I said, maybe maybe uh, maybe I'm just not not looking for things. Although I will say that I saw the twist coming, and we will we'll get to that. And I I completely knew what was going what? going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, let's I, keep I going because I really want to know how you knew. Okay, so like you said, but they exchange they exchange numbers. And like the next thing we get the the dead woman on on the table and Hiroshima is was he fondling her? No. Um, so he I mean he was looking for things. So Hiroshima already has experience with the curse. His sister Ritsuko is as close as I'm going to get to pronouncing that correctly, has already died. He and he's is looking for that who that for, was? No. No, no, that was, oh. that was some, that was so that just a random that, naked dead lady. That was the friend that they were talking about. So the one that drowned. Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah, it had went from, it would have went from his sister to the girl who drowned to Yuko. Okay. Because they were, they were friends. And so he was, he was thinking, okay, you know, this is part of all that. So he was, he was looking for the candy and, and uh, you know different evidence of it being related to her like, death. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why he was okay. searching her mouth. That, uh, that, <laughs> I did not pick up on that. I thought he was a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like weird pervert <laughs> guy. No, Hiroshima is such a good dude. He's such he's such a nice guy, and then we'll see how we'll see how that turns out for him. Nice guys finish last usually in these kinds of things. <laughs> But that did gross me out so bad. Like just when, when people start messing with other people's mouths, I was just like, ah. You just start you know, shoving I, fingers into people's mouths. It's like, oh, stop it. Yeah, I yeah. I did not like that at all. It just, uh, it grosses me out so much. Because it's disgusting. There are, it, yes, it, it is, it is, oh, really disgusting. Really, really, really disgusting. So we'll skip to, because we get a classroom scene, but not a whole lot happens. It basically just hammers, hammers the theme home. But we'll skip right to Yoko's death. And again, I've got a message from two days in the future with me screaming on the line. And I, start, I started off with, oh, it's raining. So I'm not fucking going outside in, in two days, but walk us, walk us through Yuko's death. Like, I mean, what, what, what did you think about, what did you think about that scene? Okay, so, hold on, she, she calls, Yumi, and that's how Yumi knows that she's gonna die because she's like, "Oh, it's raining." 
Yes. And then she like gets taken over and she jumps. How bad did you flinch and like hide your entire fucking face when, oh, the train was coming and you knew what was going to happen. And oh, oh, yeah. And then her little severed arm, her little severed arm was dialing the phone. Yes. I mean, that was. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Now, this scene was not quite, it wasn't, it wasn't scary. It was, it was pretty creepy because it was, it was kind of funny, like the way that she just got yeeted off that bridge into the train. <laughs> like, completely, like, yeah. I mean, my God, demon, get a grip. Yeah, she got, she just got flung off that, off the bridge and just bounces off the train. But I do, I love that, the next part when it shows the severed hand dialing the next ugh, number. It ugh. was so amazing. But yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not going outside. I understand no. that this goes. Everybody has the Weather Channel app. Yeah. That bitch is going to have to cheat to get me because. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making this easy for you. So, yeah, there's, I'm going to be in no close proximity to rain in, in any way whatsoever. I'm staying away from sprinkler systems. It does, yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking a shower at that anything. time. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just on the off chance that that counts because, yeah, she is going to have to come for me in, yeah. in some way that goes against that goes against her rules. And it, that, it was funny because when I was watching this, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Stay Alive, uh, which is it's like it's a terrible mid-2000s movie where if you die in a video game, you die in real life. No, but the, the part no that I never saw that. stuck out to me. So you die in the, the video game, you die in real life. Well, uh, and I forget, Freddie Munoz is, is in this and he's kind of funny in that movie, but he's, he's playing the game and he's still alive, but the shadow passes over the top of him. He's like, bitch, that's cheating. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what was going through my mind at this. Like, no, I'm not going out in the rain. Like, you can't fucking kill me. That's fucking cheating well yeah Uh, so the the next thing they say that yoko didn't die right away but was dismembered first and was screaming for help there is no way that yoko did not die hitting that train (laughs) i mean the way that she hit that fucking train damn she took a header off a moving train she is dead i mean i'm surprised Uh, the arm was the only thing that was detached i mean honestly like i'm not trying to be gross but you would think that she would have just been like completely ripped apart. Right. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. That was weird. That, that didn't make a, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, this, no. And this turns out that this ghost who is like just murking people is, is well known. So all these, these schoolgirls they didn't know about him and uh, you know, they, they're kind of letting us in on, on the lore. So it's, it's passing, it passes phone by phone and, the main difference between, so this is something I picked on, like, uh, you know, American and, or like Western ghost stories and Asian ghost stories, like you get the haunting of an American ghost story versus the curse of Eastern ghost yeah. stories, which, so which do you prefer? I know you're a big supernatural horror 
fan. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer the haunting or the I curse? I prefer a haunting. Oh, okay. Why? Why the? Why the haunting? Why the haunting? We're just gonna keep disagreeing on things. We just keep finding new things to disagree on. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't believe in curses. Okay. I believe in ghosts. Sure. So, so it's just a haunting cross. is scary to me. A curse, I don't, I don't, I don't, it just, it doesn't hit me. It does not hit me the same as there is a specific thing in your specific home that is after your specific soul that that fucks me up. I mean, a curse, I, I, I think it's just, I think it's just based on beliefs. I don't believe in curses. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't believe in either one of them, but it's just the mindset and the outcome that, that I prefer with the curses because in hauntings and yes, they're, and they, they kill people in, in hauntings and stuff like that. But it's like you said, it's, it's, it's very, it's a lot more centralized. So it's a lot more focused hauntings. You know, they're, they're a lot more centralized and, and focused, whereas curses, it's, it's a lot more broader and the outcome is, is a lot bigger. And that's kind of why I like it to where, you know, a haunting, you know, they're, they're there for a specific purpose. They have unfinished business. Whereas with, with the Asian ghost stories and curses, I mean, all they want to do is just fuck you up. They are out to just destroy as, as much as possible. And I am, I'm, I'm here for that. I, I, I just love the effect that, that the curses have on this. Anytime that you come into contact with with these these Asian ghosts, like there's no satisfying them. You're basically just fucked. As 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 soon as they set their sights on on you and you come into their world, you're done. And I I just I just did that. That's ah, it's so it's just so it's just so much more visceral and scary to me. That's why I, I like it. I feel like we have absolutely nothing in common today. <laughs> Well, we both like supernatural horror. We're just coming at it from a different angle. Yeah, I mean, but very specific, different angles. Yeah. So we we meet uh, Yoko's boyfriend Kenji, and and he's the next one. It it is hard in a like at this point. I I, I get it that this this stuff is is really crazy. The the stuff that Yumi is bringing to Kenji on you know how yeah you know, there mean, may be this nobody this would believe that nobody right even as a horror fan i don't know that i would believe it if somebody came to me and was like if i call if you call your own cell phone you're gonna die like i would be like shut up what are you drunk like yeah but is that not though still i mean it's understandable it is understandable but at the same time isn't it one of like the most frustrating things to watch as as a viewer when when people don't believe what they're being told Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. De- no, bitch. Just listen to what I'm saying and listen to what your friend is saying. Just shut up and maybe don't hit the button on the elevator. Uh, I get it. it. It makes all the logical sense in the world. But we're observers. It's the yeah. same as when you're watching like a sport game and you're like, no, pass it to this guy. He's wide open. I don't know what I'm talking about. Is that a thing? I yeah, that's that's true care that is very true yeah you get in the wide oh like, good I, wide I get open. an award yeah. I know sport. <laughs> that makes yeah. so but that it's is the a... same thing that like you're watching it so you're like obviously 
but they're living it. So it's not the same. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good analogy actually. Yeah. That's oh, bless. That, yeah, that, that's really <laughs> I know good. nothing about sports. Thank you. But Kenji hits the, like you said, he hits, hits the button on the elevator and you know, there's nothing there and he's not going in, but the ghost says, the hell you aren't, you're getting in that fucking elevator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there yeah. is no escape in this curse. You're, you're and that's when Yumi is like, oh no. Yeah. Like the next, the next part though, kind of like it, it makes me laugh. It shouldn't, but it, it, it does when it's uh, Yumi and what's her name, Nasuko or something. I have it written. Well, hold is. on, it's in my notes. It's in. I actually took good enough notes that I remember. Ah, no, Natsumi. Natsumi. Yes, that's right. I knew, it was, I knew it was something like that. So Natsumi. So. Natsumi and, and Yumi are spending the night together and they both turn turn the power off on their on their phones or trying to do whatever they can not to get the and they clear to get the phone their call. contacts list. Yes. Which I thought was genius. But in the middle of the night, you get the ringtone. And the but the part that, that makes me laugh is Yumi just seems a little too happy that the call wasn't for her, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> we are all Yumi, okay? You would be too. You would be like, oh, friend. Like, yeah. No, you would You would be just as joyous as Yumi. I would be joyous, but I wouldn't be acting so happy about it. I would, I would be I like, would. <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't give a fuck. I wouldn't care. Poor you. <laughs> you would be like, oh, it's, it's not. Anyway, it's not. want a cocktail? Like, yeah. <laughs> so which is, I have to ask this though. Which is creepier to you, the ring video or the ringtone? Oh, the ring video. The ringtone is creepy, but it's just a ringtone. The ring video? Ugh. I don't know what it is, I, but the ringtone is just a lot more creepy to me. And I don't, I don't know why. Can we agree on anything today? I know. Okay. Hmm. Um... This movie is Japanese. Okay, we yes, <laughs> we agree. <laughs> <laughs> we get our first shot in this uh, of like Natsumi gets cursed, and so she checks the and it's not a it's not just a voicemail this time, but it's it's a picture. And I don't know about you, but man, my I love this with the arm. Yes, the arm around the corner and my that especially my first watch but every time it still it still gets me to this tank but like if there's on my arm. one thing that the that the the Japanese even more so than the Korean the Japanese do it best is the very subtle but so effective just little things clips yeah. and 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 little visuals that like because I I watched I started this at my office so of course I had the overhead lighting. I had the side lighting. I had my laptop lighting next to my tablet that I was watching on. So like, you might not notice it at first. And it took me a second that I was like, why are we like really focusing on this picture? And then I turned off all the lights and I closed my laptop and I was like, holy shit, there's, there's an arm behind her. Yeah. Like they, they do so well with that little details. They're so good with that. Yeah, the little details, and they, they have a really good understanding of, of what is scary. So yeah. 
I I watched a uh, I watched a documentary one time that was talking about basically the science of horror, and they were talking about different things that scare us. And one of the things that they say that really unnerves people is something that is human-like but not quite human. So, Ooh. and they do that right. Even just saying, and they do that, that freaked me out a little bit. Right. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So. They do that very well, whether it's just the, the movements of, of their ghosts or that kind of thing where, or maybe something is, is in the background that's, that's a little out of focus, you know, like, like, like the arm. So it's like, you could tell that something there and it's, you know, it's, it's human-like but you can't quite get a, a good look at it. And it's, it's just so unnerving and they do that. You absolutely do that so, so well. Oh, wow. And yeah. And I thought that again, like, the crazy thoughts, the, the crazy thoughts that I have. So Natsumi, they go back to their their apartment, you know, they, they're messing around for a little bit and they go back to uh, the apartment and there is a camera crew wait, waiting on them. So they get try to get rid of the phones. Uh, they sign out of their cell service and all this stuff, you know, so they don't have that. And then they are ambushed by a camera crew and the producer or the, the main whoever it is, what the, the, the main guy of this camera crew has his assistant give Natsumi why is a camera, he touching so. her? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't no. like that. He is very he, aggressive. He was so aggressive. He was like grabbing her and like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a cultural thing, but like, I feel like if I went to my home and there was a man standing like outside my door and he just started grabbing me, I feel like I might I don't know, kick him, right. him, slap him, like, get off of me. Like, who are you? And she's just like cowering. I that that was actually a really creepy part for me. I don't it know, was. maybe so much for you, but like, like the whole time I was watching that, I was just thinking, like, stop touching her. Like, don't, yeah. don't, we don't touch, don't touch. I didn't yeah, like it, that. It was, it was very uncomfortable. It was effective but I don't know if it was on purpose. Right. And no, that makes a lot of sense. And no, it wasn't, it wasn't creepy to me. It was very off-putting and, and maybe like the difference is, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man, you know, so. Yeah. Maybe off-putting is a better word that it's just like, it made my skin crawl and it just made me like really, really uncomfortable. And like, I, I, I kind of wanted to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it, it was like, I mean, kind of like we said, yeah, they just, just super aggressive interface uh, the whole time yeah, and I mean, he like, is he is i don't elite. know you you don't yeah. don't get in my bubble we, we're not friends we're not acquaintances i don't know anything about you you don't know anything about me get back i don't like that i don't what i'm weird about personal space so well no i mean that that makes complete sense and not only that but it's i mean it's obvious that this this person even though that they're setting up okay we have a way that you may be able to get out of this we have an exorcist and all this stuff but i mean he is directing all this he's he's leading you know this and it's obvious like he cares nothing about these people it's just you know it's it's all about what his desires are and what you know his his ratings and and that and that kind of thing and so yeah the whole the whole thing is is like i said it wasn't it wasn't creepy um, to me, but it was, it was extremely, extremely off-putting, and I, yeah, I did In not my like. notes, it says, get your hands off of her, sir, OMG with the manhandling. Yeah. I mean, gross. Yeah, but, 
that actually that that may be a better word for it. It's gross. Yeah, it was it was it was it was extremely extremely ah yeah that that guy needed to die. We we so talked about other characters that needed to die, and you know got kind of got away with it. in the last time we talked, yeah, this dude this need, needed needed to get his, but he wasn't involved with the circus, so he doesn't. Yeah. The thing though that I the other thing that stuck out with me or to me was why would she hold on to the phone, give the phone back as soon as or like the they, they the put that in river, like just be done yeah. with it, like yeah. But I did think that was funny. So, like, let's say that she did. Let's say that they, they give her the phone and she hands it right back to the assistant. What was the ghost going to do at that point? Like, they, they call and the assistant picks up. Uh, yes, hello. Can I speak to Natsumi, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking um, from experience as, um, as a person who does not have to answer the phone, but receives a lot of phone calls. The answer would be, I left for the day. I went home early. I'm in a meeting. You can come up with all kinds of things. Yeah, just take a message. Okay. Yeah. Get a message. Okay. Tell them I'm in a meeting. Okay, I will see you at 1039. <laughs> <laughs> just pass that along for me. <laughs> Knowing the people that I work with, Never got the message. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought that was that again, like the silliest things just run through my head. But I was just thinking about that, like, okay, what if she gives the phone back? Like, then, then what's the, what's the ghost? You know, what's what's that happening after that? And you know, Natsumi at this point, of, of course, is like super freaked out. Two of her friends are already dead. She's getting crazy pictures and she's getting the phone calls and stuff like that and Yumi is kind of like hey don't don't go with these people but I kind of understand where Natsumi is, is coming from at this point it's like they were offering I, to help her she didn't yeah. want to die I would be willing to try almost anything anything yeah anything yeah yeah so no I get it Natsumi did what she had to do right Yumi was being a little bit of an ass yeah. You ask me personally. I mean, I just, I thought that like, what, why are you so worried about Yumi? You didn't get a fucking message from yourself. Why are you upset? Yeah. Get a grip. You know, if you're, if you're that concerned, you should have, as soon as that guy grabbed her, you should have grabbed onto the other side and just been with her through the entire thing, but you weren't. Right. So yeah, you were worried about yourself. And right after this is when Yumi meets Hiroshima for the first time. He's standing there creepily for some reason at the end of the at the, end of the hallway. And I don't I call him and I don't know. Blazer. <laughs> he had a nice blazer. <laughs> leather though. God, he had to be so hot. Yeah. He was well, I don't know. Maybe Japan bad. is very temperate. <laughs> okay, so we meet anyway. We meet our other sweaty protagonist, Hiroshima. <laughs> <laughs> the leather vest and leather blazer. you know this is where he explains that, that or blazer leather blazer and he explains that he lost his, his sister and a little bit of the curse and this is where we go into the investigation so here we go you know familiar tropes at at this point and we find out about the red candies and we have to have this this investigation thing you see it all the time regardless of you know what what type of movie it is it doesn't it doesn't really matter you always have these to set up for that third act 
and we find out a girl named Mimiko died by an asthma attack, and her younger sister was being abused, presumably at this point, by their mother. And Yumi, and I forget what the complex is called, I didn't write that down, but basically that they believe that the mother was abusing both of the girls to get attention as kind of a guardian Munchausen. angel. So, Munchausen by proxy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the little girl who is like the cutest thing ever. Nanako is She's such a little nugget. Oh my goodness, she was a darling. Oh, with her little just hair. So sweet. My God, yeah. do you not just want to pick her up and like carry her home? She was so sweet. <laughs> yes. Oh, she was so so cute. But they, you know, you show they they show the body of Mimiko, and this is what clued me into what's happening. We'll go ahead and, and you know I'll go ahead and, and spoil it. But right here, at this point, I knew exactly who the ghost was and and who the killer was. Now Shut I didn't know how mouth. it all lined up. You knew that up. right then. Yes, right then. So you had you had no idea. Did you think it was the no? Mom? I well, no. Especially after this was right. It was after this that we found out about Yumi's. Did we touch? We did touch on the beginning that Yumi yes. created peepholes. Right. And when we but found we don't out get... the reason that Yumi was afraid of peepholes, I would never have thought in a million years who who the ghost was never 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 yeah i knew who Very it was smart friend good for so you there, so there were two reasons there were two reasons that i knew it was mimico and like i said i didn't of course i didn't see you know i didn't see why you know i i, right. I couldn't foresee why uh that it had happened whenever they showed her on the autopsy table and she was just so creepy looking and had like no eyes. And I don't know if it was just because her eyes were closed, but she looked super creepy. Yeah. And I'm like, no okay, eyes and no there's mouth. number that one. Freaked me out. Right. And the second was that she died from asthma. And then you had, when Kenji died, you got that asthma spray or the asthma sound inhaler? right before he died. The inhalers. Yes. So the, the inhaler. So I, I knew it. Never. I was like. I didn't pick up on that. Look at so you, right better than a smoking <laughs> detective. Yeah, right away I was like, okay, it's 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 definitely her. She's the ghost, but I, you know, of course we don't we don't know why, but we will find out later. We'll get into that. That's that's the major reveal in the movie. But I, at this point, I knew it was her, and that's so that that was the two twists. That one, it wasn't the mother. That it was it was Mimico, and. Um, and we'll get we'll get in, we'll get into it in a little bit later. But we'll talk about the most famous scene in the entire movie. Everybody talks about this scene. People that haven't seen this movie talk about the scene in the TV studio. It's like the most popular thing, and, and, and it's definitely the best death that you get in in this movie. Made me hurt. Because the ghost basically just Steven Seagal the shit out of out of Natsumi. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that this was extremely clever. And I'll I'll tell you why, but tell me, tell me what you thought about the the, the studio scene. There was really good tension. 
um, between what was happening on stage and uh, Yumi and uh, Leather Blazer, what's his name? Hiroshima. Hiroshima, um, trying to get in to help Yatsumi and the actual ritual that Yatsumi was going through, trying to not die. I mean, it was, it was, it was so good. It, it was so well done that you had the back and forth and this is what's happening over here and this is what's happening over here. And I think that it's just because it's not, it's not my own culture, but um, uh, the medium or not the medium. Yeah, the medium mm -hmm. and the whaling are two recent movies that I can think of that I really love exploring other cultures and what they would do. You know, I mean, we, we have The Exorcist. We have so many possession movies here, but to see what other cultures and what other people do to take care of something that they think of. I mean, the, Yatsumi, was, it was an exorcism on TV and that's not what we would do here. And so that's fascinating to me, but it's also so scary because you know that Yumi and Leather Blazer know exactly what's going to happen and they can't get there to tell yeah. her. So you kind of have that little bit of like, well, I want to see a little bit more, but like, mm, this isn't going to work anyway. So what does it matter? Right. I really liked that scene. I really liked that scene. It reminded me of only because I saw the whaling first, but it reminded me of did you see the whaling oh yes yeah okay so it reminded me of the exorcism scene in the whaling mm -hmm. you know and that's why i liked it yeah i thought it was extremely clever for for two reasons first of all was the the, the setup and I, I loved it how that you they couldn't see the ghost except on camera yeah. and i thought that 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 was really really neat and yeah and just that was a good just super creepy yeah uh, but also kind of, you know, maybe it's just my preconceptions on, you know, seeing ghost films and horror films, but normally if you are with a group of people, you're safe. And so Natsumi is in the middle of all these people on national live television. audience TV crew. Yeah. So I didn't, the first time I, I saw this until stuff really started to go down, I didn't think that she was going to die at this point. And it just took me completely off guard. Yeah. So yeah, the ghost just does not does not give two shits. Uh, if it is your time to go, it is it is your time no, to go. No, yeah, no, bitch, I'm ready. In the most you better be ready. Savage way possible. Just twist her into a pretzel, basically, <laughs> and it, you get all the snap. I do <laughs> not like body horror at all. And this was like, I mean, this made me kind of. I, it made me have to take a break. It, it was extremely intense. There were two and parts like said, in this that made me have to take a break. And the other part is later. Okay. Uh, I can't wait to get through that. But, I think I know ugh, what it is. God, I cannot, I cannot stand body or I don't want to hear breaking. I don't want to see breaking or bending or anything like that. Ugh, God. Ugh. I was, I was hurting just, just watching it, but it was uh, so right after this, Oh yeah, it was super, super brutal. And like I said, probably uh, not even probably. This was this was definitely the best, absolute best death in the in the entire film. 
um, this is the one that you hang your hat on. This is why you you, you pay yeah. your hard earned dollars was no, this scene right that. here. It was so good. Yeah. But right up to this, like we kind of hinted at it before, but this is where Yumi tells Hiroshima because he notices the cigarette burns on her arms. And so you get the flashback. Yeah. And again, Yumi, like the kids in this movie are so cute. And I hated, I hated every single one of these people because that's that's one of my things is, is that, that kind of triggers me as childhood. And so they're just like the absolute sweetest kids. And so this fucking mom, I'm just like, oh, fuck you, horrible he person. You was the worst. Yeah. Ugh. And that's how we find out what Yumi's problem is with peoples. Yeah. She sees her, she... Her mom forces her. her. And she explains that her grandma tried to protect her from her mom's abuse because her dad was never around. And then yeah. her mom says, go find grandma. Grandma's dead. And she had to look for people and see her grandma hanging. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did your heart not kind of shatter just a little bit? Like. It did. And that, that Yumi, dummy. I'll adopt you. I love you. Like. Yeah. Baby Yumi. But can we, can we agree that despite the, the heavy themes that we're dealing with, one of the most unsettling things in this movie is mom clipping her toenails? Okay. I have that in my notes like four times. Nothing. I, have, I figured it out with this movie. Absolutely nothing disgusts me more than people clipping their fucking toenails or fingernails. It doesn't matter that sound. <laughs> And to see the nails coming off of her fucking body. Oh God. I would rather see almost anything. It was so loud. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Does it not like it, it goes right up your spine? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Oh, that like was, it, who knew? Who knew? Like, well, and it's a testament to how powerful that that's scene was that I wasn't taken out of it completely by that uh because I'm still invested I'm still invested no it made it worse in you me and her plight but yeah like yeah mom just sitting there clipping her toenails and it's just like you get two slow-mos just like click and I'm like ah, oh god ah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I can feel myself about to gag I cannot not for a second I can't even no thank oh, you no oh uh, so yeah it was it was it was terrible so you you get Yumi's backstory and then again more investigating and then she ends up at this hospital at the old haunted abandoned the hospital abandoned hospital fuck me yeah. yeah so as a side did you think the ghosts in this in this were you scared by the ghosts in this in this movie or was it just kind of more of the same things that you had seen before what scared me in this movie mostly was the atmosphere and I don't know if it was the ghost herself, but not knowing what she was going to do next, that scared me. Yeah. Because the ghost was pretty unpredictable in this. Like you, but pre predictable, but unpredictable because you knew who was going to be next, obviously, but you didn't know how it was going to come up. So like Yumi knew that she was next. So she was like, I have to go figure this out. And leather blazer was like no go home and go to bed and she was like fuck you you're not the one that's gonna die so she went and like there is a, 
there are few things scarier than an abandoned hospital. A lot of people died in hospitals. Yeah. And this shit's abandoned and it's dark. And props to Yumi. First thing she did, turn the power on. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work very well, but yes, she tried. No, but she, yeah. I mean, she did it. I mean, I thought that that sent this, it set this movie apart from other horror movies so much because any other fucking horror movie, they'd be like, oh, whatever, we'll walk in the dark. Bitch, you don't know your way around. What are you doing? Turn the lights on. You know, especially knowing that there's going to be something in there. I just, I thought that was a really good, it was a really realistic touch for me. I, I, I really related her with her at that point that she was like, okay, this is dark. This is scary. And all kinds of shit is happening around me. I'm going to go turn the lights on. Yeah. Any sane person would do that. I liked that. I thought, I thought the ghosts were actually pretty creepy, especially this part when you get, she's wandering the hospital and then just in the foreground, you get the hair that comes yes. down and I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm like, nope, nope. That is goodness. That got me, man. I, oh, I thought that was just, just so, so creepy. And then, you know, she, we get a, we get a couple of scares before we get the reveal of what happened to the mom. And this is where we get into Nikkei territory because we are in this traditional kind of violent but traditional Japanese ghost story but there is a fucking zombie ghost at the end of this and the effects on on the ghost was just amazing amazing yeah. I yeah it was ah uh, yeah it was so well done like with the the flesh that would just kept falling off of her and stuff like that it was uh, yeah. it was so it was nasty just absolutely nasty and like i said this is this is where things got went off the rails and it's you know they they wrestle the phone away from the ghost and you know you and me hugs it out with her did that did that gross you out when she, when she starts hugging the <laughs> hugging the ghost no um No, because again, as a female, a daughter, growing up with a mother who, I mean, I don't want to put anything on blast, but like, I, I, I get what she grew up with. So I, I kind of understood. And it was so sad to me that like, yeah. anything that she could find would be a substitute for her, a mom. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was really, it was, it was really effective in that it was really fucking creepy that you're holding this because like 30 seconds later, we find out that she died six months ago. You're holding a six month dead corpse, yeah. like snuggling. That's gross. But also you need that. And I, and I, I don't think that that's exclusive to women. I think everybody needs that bond with their mother. And to to think that you're finally getting that you're finally getting that relationship that you needed not just that you wanted you need that that was i mean it, it was sad and it was scary at the same time like don't touch her ew she stinks you know like she's melting yeah. literally or everything's 
coming off of her. It's gross. But also like, oh, I'm sorry, Yumi. You know, I thought that I, I, that was my favorite scene of the entire movie. And I don't like, I'm not, I'm not a big gore person, but I mean, that nasty body. But with her, when, when, when Leather Blazer comes in around the corner and she's just sitting there holding her, I mean, that's sad. Yeah. It was very, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was really powerful. Uh, yeah. You know, when she starts, she sees, you know, the image of, of her mother and basically like, you know, forgives her for, you know, the, what she had done to her and stuff I'll like that. I'll stay with you. I'll yeah. be with you. I'll be your good girl. I mean, Yumi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's sad. And so she hugs it out with Squishy Mom, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Squishy Mom. <laughs> Keep going. That's gross. <laughs> uh, and then you know we get the classic line on it's you know it's all over. And, you know, there's 15 minutes left in this movie. Of course, no, it's not over. You know, there's, yeah. there's something left. There, there's, there's, there's something else that's, that's going to happen. And we find that out pretty quickly when Hiroshima goes to the police station. And, and this fucking detective, all he wants to do is smoke cigs and not know a damn thing. Yeah. Ugh, I hate him. He's the worst character in this entire movie. Yeah. Useless. Bye. Well, if it makes you feel better, he comes back in the sequel. Does he? yeah is he still smoking and eating ramen at the same time <laughs> yeah he's still smoking <laughs> anyway anyway so we get the reveal of what actually happened that it wasn't it it turns out that it wasn't the mother that was abusing nanico but it was mimico the entire time that that had the syndrome and Oh my gosh, it's it's so heartbreaking. And Mimiko is just a little shit. Um, but so is her mother. Like her mom leaves Mimiko to die by an asthma attack. And I understand, like, you know, you find out this that the reason why, you know, your your sweet little girl Nanako has been going through all this is because Mimiko has been abusing her the entire time. But it's obvious that Mimiko needs help. And she just leaves her to die. So no, I disagree with you. I think the implication in that scene is that evil is evil. Yes. And that's that's one of my major issues with this movie is that it's so fucking long. We could have explored that more. Yeah. Because it does seem like, I mean, we all have bad days. You're gonna let her die on the floor, like. You know, and then we find out, obviously, that, like, she's been doing this for a while, but still, like, of all of the, of all of the things that we had all kinds of information on, we could have had more. I, I think, my, my opinion. I do, and, but I, I don't know, I just can't get behind either one. I can't get, obviously, I can't get behind Mimico because she's a murdering psychopathic ghost. And right. even, even when, at the end, at the very end, when Hiroshima so shows her some kindness, she still, she, you know, it, it means nothing to her. Well, evil's evil. Uh, right. That's the lesson so, that you learn in this movie. I just couldn't get behind you. I hated about them. Huh? So I did, I did, 
I said, I, I just couldn't get behind either one of them. I hated both of them. I hated Mimiko because she's killing everybody and she's abusing her little sister who is just like the sweetest little thing ever. Um, but it was, and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't understand. Like she's, she's evil. Uh, but yeah, but just watching it. her. Think about it. If you have two children, one is evil, one is okay. You have to pick. Who are you going to pick? Well, I'm... I mean, she chose, and that is the, that's one of the most heart-wrenching scenes of the entire movie. Oh, she yeah. loves her child. It's her baby. She birthed, she grew it. She birthed it. I mean, she raised it. Yeah. But you're hurting my other baby because you're yeah. fucking evil, you little troll. I got to go. I got to get some stitches in her. You know what I mean? Like, that's awful. And, and the fact that the mom, I mean, that put it all into perspective. Yumi holding the mother and saying, I'll be here with you. And I love you. And I'll be your good girl. She's not saying that for herself as, uh, I mean, in a way she is, I mean, she's halfway saying that to her own mother, but she's also halfway saying that to Asma's mother, because all she wanted was two good daughters and she didn't get that. She got the beautiful like cherub, that fucking angel of a little girl. And then she got asthma. What is her name? Asthma's name? Mimico. Mimico. Yeah, it was Mimico okay. and, and okay. Anico. Mimico's fucking evil. Yeah. And she, the, as a mother, you want your kids to be good and you want all of that. And like, when, when Yumi was holding her and she was saying, I'll be good. It wasn't just for Yumi to have some kind of closure on the abuse that she got from her own mother. It was that Mimiko's mom just wanted a good girl. You know, she tried and she, she wanted that. What's the word I'm looking for? A success for her effort. You know, she tried and she wanted to be a good mom and you're a parent you know that anything that your children do that isn't what you think that they should do or what you think that they taught that you taught them i mean as soon as they do it automatically you blame yourself yeah so of course she died blaming herself and i i actually i thought that was beautiful yeah it's the it's very oh man it's poignant it, it is very poignant that's what i was going to say it's very heartbreaking yeah here, um, at, during that scene, but it doesn't give you a whole lot of time to to relax because the no. ultimate ultimate reveal is that you know Mimiko is is not done. She ends up possessing Yumi and stabs Hiroshima as as Yumi, Poor and you get that shot. Her. Yeah, yeah. Sweaty cop is is well. He's he's he makes it, Logan but six. Yeah. At the end of at the end of the film, though, so Hiroshima wakes up, and Yumi is there with just, and I love this, how it's just so it's just so crazy. So Hiroshima wakes up in the hospital, and Yumi is there waiting for him. Talk about the dream behind her back. Talk about the dream. Okay, that's a big deal. All right, so right. So Hiroshima has this dream, and. You know, like like I was talking about, you know, he shows he shows Mimiko, you know, some kindness. Uh, 
where he, he goes and he picks her up and he, he gives her an, an, an inhaler. And then, you know, he wakes up and it, again, it doesn't matter. It does not matter to him. Um, she, is, she is still evil. And, you know, she is just bent on, you know, destroying everything that is in her path. So she's still possessing, possessing Yuma or Yumi. And uh, Hiroshima wakes up at the, at the hospital and, and Yumi is there with a, with a knife. And then she puts, kisses him and puts a, a red candy in his mouth smile. and then just smiles. Damn, and then you get ending credits with happy music. <laughs> and the, yeah, it's just like what the what what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah pretty much yeah and that is that's all Mike. Mike leaves you on every every time just leaves you on just like the weirdest feeling so it's obviously not a good ending but you get you know, something that was hinted at before where everybody has a different sky that plays, you know, this, the song that is relating to that. And you need smiling and emotion. Bullshit though. I don't like that ringtone. It goes up your spine. Yeah. It, uh, it's no. so creepy. Well, before we get into our ratings, any final thoughts, any, anything else that we didn't touch on that you want to comment on about on this call? No, because I said about the dream. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we've we've touched on just about everything. We 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 covered that one pretty in depth. So, all right, on a scale of one to five, what are you rating one missed call? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh oh, I'm only giving it a very three. Good. Okay. It was too you long, but. I don't, I don't want, should anybody ever happen to hear this? I, I don't want anybody to be turned off by that. I just personally, I, I hate a fucking long movie. I hate long movies. I hate them. It does. It, it does me under a bit. There, there are too many scenes that could have been cut down and could have been yeah. edited down. And I, so for that, it's a three for the story itself. I mean, it's an excellent story. I give it a four, but yeah, it's it's so fucking. It's like two hours. It's an hour and what, fifty-two minutes? Yeah, some somewhere around there. Hour and forty-five. I got shit 50. to do. I have things. I have things. I have plans. I have so much. I can't. Right. Future filmmakers out there, take a note. You want Gabby <laughs> to watch your movie? It needs to be. Yes, a because cool if there's anybody you should be listening to, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare go an hour and forty, or, or you're getting you're getting points off. <laughs> <laughs> I might surprise you a little bit. So, on a scale of one to five, this is a three out of five for me. That's the exact rating that was that that I had going through my head. No, 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 no. You can't give your explanation yet that you were so excited for me to watch this and talk about this with you that I thought this was one of your favorites and you're scoring the same as me yeah so I, I think you. what is this think, happening right now well there there's a lot of movies that I'm gonna make you watch that I'm going to rate quite low <laughs> I know about the one yeah that's the sadist in me <laughs> um but no I, I like this film 
I like I like this film. So you know, I, I, I say that kind of kind of joking with this one because I I like, and that's why it does get a three. So it's better than average. Three is 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 better than an average film. So I'm with you on all the negatives that you have with this. I think that uh, they could have cut probably about 15 minutes out of this movie easily, and it would have it would have flowed a lot better. I uh, believe that about 80% of the movie is stuff that we've seen before and is, is treading very, very familiar paths and, you know, does it in very familiar ways. The main reason I wanted you to watch this film was for the ending because it is, it is unique in, in its ending. And just that, that the last thing that it leaves you on, because that's, that's a lot of, it was almost hard to concentrate on the ending because I knew that I had to watch it but I I really wanted to have the most genuine reaction to it because you told me about it yeah you talked up so much and I I really 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 wanted to I mean it was a good ending yeah this would be we gave no spoiler alerts by the way no well so I'll just from now on I'll I'll give a spoiler alert (laughs) but uh, from now on, I mean, we're going to spoil the shit out of everything that we talked about, guys. So uh, if, if you're listening to this podcast, we're talking about a movie that happened. came out 19 years ago. I mean, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to. Um, but yes, we will be spoiling pretty much everything that, that we talk about. I mean, we've uh, we have floated the idea of maybe talking about new releases and we haven't decided which avenue we're going to take on that. We may not talk spoilers. We'll see. We'll see um, how, how that goes. But uh, yes, for every one of these films that are that have come out years ago, we are going to spoil the hell out. So just be prepared. Be prepared for that. But if if it had not been the ending takes it just a little bit higher for me. So if if it had if it had been your standard ghost story and it done nothing you know crazy with that ending, it would have been a two and a half. But the ending takes it just a little bit higher, three and a half, or I mean, sorry, three out of out of five for me. And so I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, you're not hurting my feelings one bit. And I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as, as much as I was genuinely worried about disappointing you. Oh, no. And I mean, even if you had hated this film and just talked shit about it the entire time, it would have, you wouldn't have hurt my feelings at all. So um, you have, I don't know that I would have done that. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, it was good. You have average. I mean, whatever. It is. It's just slight, slightly above above average but i do think if you haven't seen this one no to we, anybody who happens to be listening right now if boomer tells you you have to watch this it doesn't necessarily mean that he loves it that's true you tricked me and <laughs> i like it well i i do think that you uh, you have to see this and i think you have to see it for a number of reasons so um for the first one it's that ending. the ending is worth the watch it really is uh, I think I think it's it's worth it just for that. If if you are a fan of Asian horror and you've seen a number of these, then that that ending is worth it. I also think if you're a fan of Takashi Miike or you know just in general, like like I said, this is his most approachable film. So if you kind of want to dip your toes into the Miike waters, then this is definitely a good place to start because it, I mean it does can't contain a little bit of visceral elements. But it's nowhere near as bonkers as uh, his 
as some of his other stuff. So, you know, if you, you find that you can deal with this, then you can step up the ladder on the, on the Mike scale. So for those reasons, I, I think that it, it's still, even though a three out of five, so slightly low, above average, I still think that you should watch this one. Uh, I think it, it, it's an important film. I, I really do. I think it's, and it's really good. I think anything that was remade as a Western version is automatically important. It was important right. enough for them to remake it. So watch the original because every remake is terrible except for The Ring and The Grudge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, that's that's the only honestly. There are these the glaring exceptions too. I mean, they're not just like, oh yeah, they're okay. Everything else sucks. It's like those movies are fantastic. Yeah, they're and everything good. Everything else sucks. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing. Yeah, the difference in quality. Um, they they nailed the first two, and then the rest of them are just uh, just garbage. Horrible. Yeah. No. Absolutely terrible. horrible. Well, that's it. We uh, we have knocked out another one. We did one missed call. And as always, I put it out there on the socials for you guys just to get your thoughts on this film. And I got a few responses, so uh, we'll go down through these. Friend of the show, Ren. Hey, man, uh, you are always. Always commenting, and I appreciate it. Ren says, if anyone other than Takashi Miike directed this, it would be a completely skippable film, which is kind of what I said. I agree. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and he says, which is why the U.S. remake is one of the worst ever. Uh, Miike's flair for visuals is on full display, and it's the only thing that saves it, making it mildly enjoyable, four out of ten. So he ranks it a little bit lower, but everything that he says there. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Movies for Days says, love this flick. A friend put it on completely out of the blue one night in my teens, giving me no warning or preamble about what we were going to watch. Never forget that night. And I, I agree with That's that one too. That's a fucked up friend. Right? <laughs> yeah. my, my first watch, like I said, my, my first watch of this, I, I thought I knew what I was in for. And by the end of it, uh, my eyes were glued open. It was, uh, yeah. it was, it was amazing. Ken says, watched all these with my sister-in-law. So like I said, this one does have sequels. Uh, Mika didn't direct both of them, but there are, are two sequels for this one. And I, I enjoy those, although they aren't, they aren't as good as this one. So I won't make you watch those. But Ken says, watched all these with my sister-in-law from Japan. Found them pretty mid-tier, very much of that era in horror. Again, something we, else, we, we touched on. And then finally, e Ebony says, such a good film. Love, love, love. And... Uh, I, I, I dig that. I, I, I dig that love, even though I'm not I'm not quite as as, as high on it as that. I, I still, like I said, I think it's it's important, and you should and you should watch it. Well, guys, again, thank you for uh, for joining me. Thank you for commenting. And it, hey, if you love this film or, or hate this film, uh, as always, my emails are open to you or you know the the socials. If you would want to come on and uh, tell me how wrong that I I get this or Gabby uh, how wrong that. That, that she got it and, uh, or how long, how wrong that she got Western horror versus Japanese or Korean horror, uh, ghost films. Uh, if you want to never know, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble, <laughs> but anything that you guys have, have to say, uh, hit me up. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at wood podcast one, or you can email Gabby or myself at podcast in the woods one at gmail dot com and i always love reading what you you have to hear thank you we love you all thank you all for joining us for one more episode of podcast in the woods and say good night gabby good night
Love you guys. And until next time, stay scurry.